0: See, our reading in Scripture today is in Luke. It's printed it in your bulletins, and I think it will be flashed up here as well. We're going to be looking at the interaction between Jesus and the rich ruler, which is verses 18 to 30. But we're going to start in verse 15, and we're going to end in verse 34, and you'll understand why as we go through the text. So give ear, this is God's Word. Now they were bringing even infants to him, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called to them, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, looking at him with sadness, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? But he said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. And Peter said, see, we've left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal life. And taking the twelve, he said to them, Well, the focal point of our text is this question. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Think about that for a second. Isn't this the question on all of our minds? Maybe it's not always at the very front of our minds. Isn't it always sort of swirling around somewhere? Don't we all want to know? seems like the fact that we're in church even shows that we'd really like to know Jesus' answer to this question. And maybe for some of you, the reason that you're in church is because you think being here is part of the answer to the question. Right? What's interesting about this question is that usually when we ask it, when the question gets asked, it's asked by people who already think that they're going to be in heaven. Right? I mean, while there are some, I don't, I don't know very many people who think they're gonna go to hell. Right? Most people think they're going to be on the right side of the line when the judgment comes. But it's tough to be sure, isn't it? Isn't that really at the heart? Do you ever wonder if maybe there's something that you missed? That maybe when that day comes, you'll have completely missed the point of everything? Do you think that you might be surprised in the last day? This is why we search for assurance. And frankly, this is why so many people pursue Jesus. You know, in looking a little bit ahead in our text, is the only way to be sure that you're going to have eternal life to sell everything you have? Is that his call for us? Are you a little bit worried that you might have to leave this service today sad? Or that you're going to hear something from Jesus that you're just not going to be able to do? These are the things that cause us to doubt and begin to make us feel not as sure as we were. Well, if you're wondering where you stand with eternal life today, Jesus has three things to say to you. Okay, these are the three points in our outline today. He's going to say, first, this isn't a country club. Second, this isn't rocket science. And then third, this isn't a picnic.